0: I want to talk with you today about how you have a special thing with God. You got a special thing with him. A special thing with God. Not that he doesn't love all people for God so loved the world. We realize that. He loves everybody. There's just something about these the children of God. Has your parents ever had a, a, a well, you know, they never, they never say this, you know, they have a a favorite child they don't have a, they love the children all the same that's the truth but you kind of feel like well you're just giving him more attention than you do me you know he got the bigger gift i got the smaller gift i saw you smile at him more than you smiled at me and <clears throat> but but there's something with the children of god you got a special thing with god and you got a special thing through a, a man with a crazy name he's got a crazy name and you got a special thing through him and it goes all through the Bible and ends up in you. Stick around. We're going we're gonna to let you see this. So uh, the text for today is 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. And it says this. <clears throat> but you're a chosen people. Would you say that? You, yeah, that's right. And you are a royal priesthood. Royal priesthood. And you are a holy nation. That's what you are, even though at times you don't feel that's the case. You're God's special possession. Would you say that? You're God's special. And I like the way you said it, just the way that I said it. Special (laughs) possession. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful lights. Have you ever had anybody make you feel like you're special? Uh, you know, with, we feel sometimes that um, others can make us feel a little special and make us feel a little part of their lives when, when everybody's going around hustling and bustling and doing all kinds of things. It, it seems like, wow, you know, you made me feel special. You always make somebody feel special when you listen. Oh, I'm listening to you. That makes me feel special. Why? Why? Because most people Talk. And so when you listen, that makes them feel special. You are taking time for me to share some things that are on my heart, and I do appreciate that. Um, They're giving us, you know, they make, it kind of include you in their space, in their mind, in their hearts. Maybe make you feel like you're not just ordinary. Maybe it was a teacher, a special teacher that you had when she gave you a little bit more time because maybe you just needed those studies a little bit more and you need a little bit more concentration in that area but she made you feel like you could do it I don't think I could yeah but you can do it you just you know you got something in there God's going to see you through or maybe a parent or a grandparent or a, or a sibling or a friend um, someone to make you feel special even when perhaps you didn't feel special yourself but you made me feel special thank you very much because you are God makes no mistakes. And he didn't start with you. He makes no mistakes. People go in some crazy different directions, but he makes no mistakes. The little extra feeling that you get from someone that you just feel, I'm just not, again, I'm not, you're making me feel out of the ordinary. I was having a rough day, but you know, that smile, that that, that word, that, that, that uh, kind thing you did just makes me feel a little special that's how god sees us each and every one of us he sees each and every one of us as you know um People who have fallen in love with him, and as a result of falling in love with him and being followers of Jesus, you have that little special thing. It's not that he's saying, for God so loved the world, but I love my children of God more. It, but he's saying, I, I just, you know, you, you, you have followed me. You have said yes to my son, and we have this special thing. So a person that doesn't know Jesus... Do they act, talk, look, respond, want things just like you do? It's a different thing. You're just, you're in this really special club. <laughs> the, the household of believers. So um, where did it all start? Because, you know, you're going, well, who's the crazy guy with the name? What's this crazy name you're talking about? And what does it have to do with me? Let's go back. Genesis chapter 14, verses 18 through 20. Genesis 14, 18 through 20. Then Melchizedek, and I understand from the Hebrew, that's the way you spell it, keys, keys, Melchizedek. King of Salem brought up bread and wine. He was priest of God most high. And he blessed Abraham saying, that's one. God, it says, uh, he's priest of God most high. That's number one. Blessed be Abraham by God most high. There's two. Creator of heaven and earth. And praise be to God most high. There's number three. Who delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. Melchizedek. Abraham's warring with with." with um, with all of these various generals I'll get into that in just a moment and all of a sudden they're getting I mean Abraham's finally getting the best of them and out of nowhere comes this guy Melchizedek boom all of a sudden he appears who is he what is he where did he come from why are you on the field of battle giving me bread and wine what's the deal here I don't understand I'm going to eat it you don't look dirty Everything's good. You haven't been war. You're not carrying a sword. But you know what? It, you, this is who are you? Who are you? Melchizedek, a very intriguing character in the Bible. Very intriguing. Aren't you glad you're not born with that name? He's mentioned actually twice in the Old Testament. He's mentioned in Genesis 14 and then again in Psalms 110. And then he's mentioned eight times in the book of Hebrews in and of itself. Ten times this guy is mentioned. Melchizedek was a holy and very special person with God. (laughs) Who are you? Melchizedek, whose name actually means king of righteousness, was the king of Salem. Look at that Jerusalem. Jerusalem. You can kind of get the connection here. You can just walk with me, walk with me, keep with me, get out your receptors because this has to do with you and your lineage. Jerusalem, Salem. And priest of most high God. Where did you come from? Melchizedek's uh, sudden appearance and his uh, immediate disappearance in the book of Genesis is really a mysterious thing. I mean, it, get the picture. You're warring, it's not good, it's a battle, there's blood flinging all over the place. You're trying to win this battle, you kind of want it, and all of a sudden, this guy pops up and, and, he, and he takes over and starts giving you bread and wine, and you don't even know where he came from. You weren't in the battle. And he does something. All of a sudden, something happens here. Melchizedek, it says, uh, and Abraham first met, you know, when, when Abraham was on the field of battle, and he was battling uh, Ketali Omar, I believe is how you pronounce it. Maybe I'm wrong. Another name you should be very happy you're not born with. And then he has his three allies. He has, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah, and he has some, another one, and he's, he's battling here, and Melchizedek comes up, and he gives the, the bread and the wine to him. I want you to pay very special attention to that. Bread and wine, Melchizedek given to Abraham on the field about her. bread and wine. Keep it here, keep it here. And he gives them to all of uh, you know Abraham's weary, weary soldiers. Melchizedek Mel, uh, then gives... Uh, well, so what he's doing is when he gives the bread and he gives the wine, he's actually giving these guys who are really beat vitality in life. Have you ever been so tired or so hungry... And so thirsty that you do anything to get something to eat. How many can actually not eat in a period of two hours? <laughs> we got about six people here. And, you know, how many, if you, if you could, you know, you would eat as much as possible if it, if it were given to you. And the rest are just going, not me. I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to be incriminated. Move on, Dr. A. Just move on with the message. And he gives them vitality, and he gives them life through this bread and the wine. And then he bestows, right in the middle of the battlefield, he bestows a blessing to Abraham. i give you the bread and the wine. I'm sustaining you guys. Who are you? I don't know. Just take the bread and the wine. This is a wonderful thing. Isn't it great? It's wonderful. And then he blesses him in the name of the Most High. And then Abraham, somehow he does to so this guy, does a mind, he's kind of a Jedi mind trick, and he, and he ties 10% of everything he has. Whew this guy. Abraham's a mighty man of God. The guy gave him some vitality and life. He blesses him and Abraham goes, I'm going to give you 10% of everything I have. Something different about him. And there's something different about you because of him. That was in Genesis 14. Scripture says that he was a king and a priest. Not many of them. Not many of them both, kings and priests. Uh Uh-uh. Sometimes you're either one or the other. Kings could praise and all that, but there were certain things they couldn't do with priests. And he's connected here, this Melchizedek, to Jerusalem. And you, you can notice the word Salem is on the end of Jerusalem. He was the king of Salem and he's blessing and all of this stuff, and then he's gone. And then we don't see him again. We don't see um, Melchizedek again until Psalms 110. And some, some other crazy spiritual thing just happens. All of a sudden, something else happens that links you with this guy. Verse 4, it says in Psalms 110, the Lord, David, King David, the Lord has sworn and he will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek, Melchizedek. So all of a sudden, now, now David becomes this royal part of a priesthood. Now he is part of this this royal special thing that Melchizedek is part of that Abraham doesn't even know anything about other than I'm mesmerized. There's something godly going on here. Take 10% of everything I have. Now, David is a royal priest of a different order, not a priest according to the Levitical aspect of priesthood. It's special. It's a very special priesthood, which you're part of. So David now is part of the special royal priesthood in the order of Melchizedek, which makes it very special. Remember, it's not not the, the Levitical aspect of it, but it's a special thing here. It's a miraculous, heavenly commissioned order of kings and priests, not of the Aaronic Levitical order. You can get in trouble. The priests come from that order. That's what it is. You're a Levite. They only come from the Levites. They're in the tabernacle. They do everything according to the priest and what the priest needs to do. And and all of a sudden, this guy is showing up, and he's he's a king and a priest at the same time. Stay with me. We read earlier who you are. We're going to come right back to it. And so David was... uh, David was, all of a sudden, he's both a king and a priest. <laughs> but he's not a Levite. He's a king and a priest, of the special order that God just brings through this guy, Melchizedek. and it begins to permeate the entire portion of the scripture straight into the New Testament. He's a king and a priest. David warred and he also praised. He glorified God, he warred, and he also, he couldn't build the temple. Solomon's temple was called because he was a man of war, but he, he he warred and he praised. He warred and he praised. Johnny, is it familiar? War and praise, war and praise, war and praise. You catching this? See what it's coming to? War and praise. So the Aaronic order was the Levites only. They were the ones that went into the tabernacle and they were the ones that were supposed to do everything and no one steps in there other than those priests. David now is not of the, well, actually, Abraham is not of the Levitical order. He's from Judah. He's, from the, he's, 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 he's up from, from the, from the Judah tribe. Uh, David is uh, um, um, from the tribe of Judah. He's not from the tribe of the Levites. You're doing his priest thing, are you? You're not supposed to be doing it. So it's, it's, so it's Abraham and it's David. And I want to let you who else was from the tribe of Judah. Who? Jesus was from the tribe of Judah. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Got to move on to Hebrews now if we could. Eight times, remember, he's mentioned there. Let's just look at chapter uh, 7, verses 1 through 3. This Melchizedek, was king of Salem and priest of God most high. He met Abraham returning from the uh, the defeat. Sorry, somebody's trying to call me here. No, I'll call you later. Hold, hold Hold on. I'll text you later, okay? Defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. And also king of Salem means king of peace. Without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the son of God, he remains a priest forever. This this, this special priesthood, I mean, catch it. It happened a long time ago, and it's going to be filtering, and it has filtered right into you. This guy was a special guy. Many people feel he was Jesus himself. He pops in, he pops out. He's just this miraculous guy that people can't quite figure out. So Jesus then becomes the lineage of the order. Of Melchizedek. Jesus was the bread and Jesus was the wine that Melchizedek gave. He was the body and the blood of Christ. At least a forerunner of that, a foretelling of that. And Jesus, in the same order, because remember, Jesus couldn't be a a priest because he was not of the Levite order, he was from Judah. But yet this special order this, with God is saying, I'm making something very special, and it's going to be through eventually you, Jesus. Everything led up to, everything actually from Genesis to Revelation, it all leads to Christ. But this is very special. He's leading up to this. This is a very, very, very special thing. And so now you. Now you. Yeah. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. We already read nine. We're going to do it again. First Peter 2, 4 and 9. It says, as you come to him, the living stones, just turn to somebody and say, you're a living stone. I turn to the next person and say, so are you. You're a living stone. You're living stone of this very particular special order. Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, special to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Here it comes. To be a what? What are you supposed to be? What does it say? Where are we at here? We're, we're, no, come on, we're on 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. Here we go. Okay, that's okay. It's all right. All right, we're 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 holding on right here, Gabe. We got it. We're just driving the ship. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then when it comes home, we're just going to repeat it. Okay. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. That's what you are. A holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices. Acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So you are part of that whole Melchizedek special order of royal priesthood that went through Abraham and David and now is in you. The same exact special intriguing priesthood. To do what? I'm a priest. I'm a priest. Does it mean when we graduate, we can put collars on? I'm a priest. That's <laughs> nah, a little more than that. Now, verse nine, But you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of what and into what? Out of into, out of into. How many have been called out of darkness? How many, how many hear the voice of the enemy sometimes trying to manipulate you and say, "He, he, he you still got some darkness in you. You still live in darkness, huh?" How many, how many have that? Oh, the enemy tries to get. It. Yeah, sure, he does. Let me tell you what he is. He's a liar. Are you perfect? No, you're not perfect. You know, I'm sure I was surprised maybe three or four of you. (laughs) Me, not perfect? Are you sure? You need to do an in-depth study on that. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but it's been known that I can be at times. (laughs) So the enemy will try to convince you, Hey, Jean-Pierre, how are you doing? Nice to see you. The devil will try his best to convince you that you still got the darkness and the darkness really overshadows the light. And he's a liar, Johnny. And you got to constantly remember his lie because you have a royal priesthood and you have a part of this powerful move of God in your life through the blood and resurrection of Jesus. And now through the power of the Holy Spirit, you need to stand there for him at times and go, okay, so I'm not perfect. I have a human condition, but I know Jesus and I am bathed in his blood. And I embrace his body and he has given me vitality and life. And there is nothing that you're going to do to roll over me. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Do I stand? Do I fall? Am I right? Am I wrong? You better believe you are. But always you are in Christ Jesus, the Lord. You got that special thing going. I got this special thing with Jesus and I'm not going to let anybody mess me up with it. Just not going to let it happen because of Christ. You too are of this amazing lineage. Straight through from Abraham, right into you. Now, it's just take a minute here for a second, because you might be going, that's a nice story. And you know, that's, that was kind of uh, inspirational. I don't want you to just hit the inspirational thing. I want you to go like this. Come on, come on, come on. come! Now go like this, very lightly, very lightly, very lightly. Okay, now let's go. Okay, he is all over you. He is all over you, and he's all in you. He's even in your cranium. He's in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. He's in your amygdala. Ooh. Ooh. He got your amygdala, brother. He's got you. <laughs> David, he's got your hippocampus. It's right back here. Right there. The part that you remember and the part that the enemy tries to fool with and mess with, prefrontal cortex, the pleasure centers and all that stuff. He tries to just, worry, worry, you know. But he's all over us. What was that song? I don't know what it was when we were, they were little kids. He's all over you. He used to dance around in a circle. Remember a guy? Do you remember? Can you, can you sing it and dance it? Can you dance the song for us? Okay, all right. Well, maybe we'll get that. <laughs> I would actually pay to see that. I'm telling you, that would be something I would pay to see. I feel it in my hands. I feel it in my feet. I feel it all over me. Way- Dead. He's still alive, God's not dead. He's still alive, God's not dead. He's still alive. I feel him in my hands, I feel him in my feet, I feel him all over me. Why is he not dead? Because he lives in you. So Abraham, David, Jesus, you. That is an amazing combination. So I'm asking you to do all this kind of stuff. He is around you. He is in you. This whole Melchizedek thing formed in the, in, into Christ Jesus and probably was him. I don't know. you take it up with the theologians, you know, Dr. Nathan and Brother Stacy and the rest of them. And I'm telling you, that's a, that's a common thought at least. But it was intriguing and it was all about a precursor to Christ and he's in you. You've got this connection to Melchizedek. the royal priesthood, a a holy people, God's very special possession to do what? (laughs) To declare the praises of him who has called you out of the darkness and into his glorious light. That's what you're here for. That's the reason you're a student You've got that personally and you have the ability according to the special order of Melchizedek to move that kind of philosophy and that kind of scriptural power to call people out of darkness and into the glorious light of the king of glory. You got that. That's the reason you're here. Not just to do the papers. Not just to do all the work. Not to do all that kind of stuff. You're here to be able to say, God, pour in me. Let me feel that special order. Let me just connect with that. I'm a special kid in the eyes of God. I just feel that's a humble thing, you see, because Christ lives in you. And all of what happened from Abraham to now in all of that time and space exists in your mortal body, you royal priesthood of the order of Melchizedek. Ah. I want to get some Melchizedek headbands or something, you know, (laughs) put them on. Because you are the proclaimers. You are the living stones of the message that started with Melchizedek and now is in you. You are declarers of that message to deliver them out of darkness into the glorious light declarers of praise and worship. That's the reason we do that here. We praise and worship and we glorify God. There's nothing you can't do. I mean, you want to praise, you want to worship, you want to jump, you want to shout, you want to roll. I don't care. No, don't make me no holy roller. No, I'm, I'm, I have a, a, a certain dimension of dignity about me. Sister, so we saw some of those, didn't we? We saw some people just get up with God and fall down with God, and they tried to get up and they fell down again. And they tried to get up. They couldn't use their knees. And then they started to roll. And they rolled because they're just trying to roll to their seat. That's all they were doing. Their knees and feet weren't working. That's all. Sometimes that happened. Have you ever seen anybody just kind of fall out in the spirit and they just can't, kind of can't get up? And you're thinking, that must be a very terrible thing. But they got a smile on their face. <laughs> they're intrigued with the power of God and the person of Jesus. That's the reason you're Elam and you're here declaring, had a call out of darkness. And I was sharing with uh, Dr. Case uh, yesterday, the, the, the two-minute miracle. I went to a church uh, in Orlando. I'm going to go back there next week uh, in the Orlando area. And um, uh, he's going to be here, Pastor Shadi Salome. And he's a great, great man of God. And uh, his church is tremendous. It's just a wonderful, wonderful church. Great church. I don't know. It's like twenty five, 3,000 people. He's just amazing. He loves God. It's very much like Elam. He's and he was actually going to come here at some point when he was younger. He got a scholarship at a Assembly of God school. Okay, so um, not that that's bad. That's that they're good people too. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and, and but he he all these kids they raise him up, they disciple them. This one little this 18 year old high school guy. Uh, he just had this amazing and he would, amazing testimony. He would say to me, says, uh, Dr. A, come here. Uh, we're going through the cafe. It's a cafe the church has and, the, and the, the public has it too and they come into this cafe and he said, uh, hey, hey, uh, uh, Charlie, just come here. Tell Dr. A your uh, two-minute miracle. I'm going, wow, this guy got healed or something. What'd you do? I mean, would you just, did God just raise you from the dead or something? I'm, so I'm really, and this guy just tells me his testimony. Two-minute miracle. That's what you are. You're not just two minutes. You are a miracle of God. You know Jesus. He surrounds you. What's your testimony? Well, I don't know. I was just, you know, I went to a Christian camp and I, don't know, I think I, I gave my heart I don't know when. How many remember the time the, the, when they first gave their, their lives to Christ? Come on, just you remember when you gave your lives to Christ? That's quite a few, huh? How many would say, you know, I just, you know, I just have loved him for a long time in my life. It just, it was one of those kind of things I was raised that way. And some of you are not sure. You're kind of thinking about it. But some of you actually said, I remember the time that I gave my life to Christ and it was very, very special. That's your two-minute miracle. How do you share and declare? You tell somebody your miracle. You tell somebody about your testimony. Here's the way I was and here's the way I am now. Don't be worrying about, what are they going to think? They're going to think I'm crazy. What if they don't accept it? Who cares? That's the Holy Spirit's job. You give your two-minute miracle. Here's what happened. I want to declare what happened. He brought me out of darkness and into his glorious light. I love him. I love him. That guy, he was only halfway through his, his two-minute miracle. I broke out crying and hugged him. I couldn't even stand it. I said, you don't have to see anymore, man. Yeah, I just love you. I just grabbed him. I said, I just love you, brother. It was so powerful. It was amazing. Look, I'm going to tell you something in closing here. Darkness, if you haven't noticed, darkness is flooding this earth. It's flooding the earth. you read any kind of news, if you just look at it, just look, I'm not getting political here. I'm just simply saying it sucks. It's bad. It's terrible times out here. And you, 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 are declarers of the light by virtue of the special order from Melchizedek into Christ that can bring people to Christ. People are out there waiting for this, this special royal priesthood, this connection to this mysterious uh, king of Salem, Melchizedek. You have, you have, you have the answers. There's not one person in political office, whether it's state, federal, or the White House, that has the answer except for Christ, and he dwells in you. Change the nation, change the hearts, change the nation. Change the hearts, change the nation. And that's your special order of commission. Kings and priests declaring the power of him who brought you out of darkness into his glorious light. You are the messengers of the bread and the wine and the vitality and the life by virtue of who you possess, to a generation who needs it so desperately and to see the love of God. That's who you are. Whew. Dominic. You getting this, man? Wow. I want you to turn to somebody and say, God is putting it on you. God is putting it on you now. He is putting it on you. Come on, stand to your feet. You have a special thing with God.